0: All right, not even 7.15, a lot going on. If you have a flight today and you're headed to the airport, I probably would say pause that for a moment. Flights across the United States grounded after the FAA ordered all domestic departures to be delayed until 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central to allow the agency to check safety information. They said it had experienced a computer outage. White House saying there's no evidence it was a result of a cyber attack although the president has instructed the Department of Transportation to do a full investigation of the causes. So nothing's taken off between now and at least the next 45 minutes at 8 o'clock, and then we'll keep you posted. But be aware of that. Also, fog throughout the area. I can barely see the Crescent City connection from where we are at the corner of and Magazine. Uh, Warm and breezy today. Highs of 80. Then a chance for storms tomorrow. 60% chance for those. Highs of 74. Front uh, moves through. Friday is going to be chilly and breezy. Highs of 54. Pretty much same thing on Saturday and then warming a little Sunday with highs of 66. Dr. Susan Hassig joins us now. Associate Professor in the Tulane School of Public Health and Tropical Medicine. Good morning, Doctor. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, Tommy. How about yourself?
0: I'm okay. You know... Uh, whenever I go somewhere and see somebody wearing a mask or watch a televised sporting event or whatever it is and see somebody wearing a mask, I realize that COVID really did leave its mark on the country and, I guess, on the world, right?
1: It did, and it still is, unfortunately.
0: Tell me what's going on with these, this new variant, XBB.1.5. Uh, and again, Doc, please understand we're not microbiologists or we're not, professors in the Tulane School of Public Health and Tropical Medicine so go slow please
1: sure well this particular um, alpha this particular combination of letters and and numbers variant of of the coronavirus is still part of the Omicron family it appears to be something that emerged kind of combining a couple of Omicron strains to have a high number of mutations. Um, it, it's unclear yet whether it's more severe um, in terms of the disease it causes, but for anyone that's had a, a case of coronavirus it's nothing to fool around with. It can be very, very unpleasant. What it does appear to have is once again a greater ability to spread, to be transmissible from one person to another. And one of the things that may be helping it to do that is the, the way that viruses um, reproduce themselves once they get into a human is they insert themselves into other cells and take over that cellular mechanism and generate copies of the virus rather than anything else the cell is supposed to do. And this particular variant seems to have developed the ability to really latch on to the site that the virus uses to insert itself in the cells. And so it is very efficient at getting into cells and and getting itself embedded in them and then replicating in vast numbers.
0: So that's the problem. Had there not been an original COVID, would we be having this?
1: Um.
0: Well, not COVID or coronavirus, I guess, right?
1: I I mean, it's been a you know a sequential pathway here, although it's followed many subpaths and everything else. I mean, something like this could have emerged on its own out of an animal reservoir. Um, It's really difficult to say, but this particular configuration, you know. Is, is directly traceable back to the very original first virus that we recognize. But we have to remember, coronaviruses have been circulating in various forms and shapes, not this particular problematic one um, for, for a long time that we've been aware of and probably long before that.
0: I have not really been sick. Let me find some wood to knock here real quick. Um <laughs> yeah, real quick. Good idea. <laughs> um since all this started, COVID and everything else, I got vaccinated and I've been boosted and and current on the shots and all that stuff. Is it likely that I've had COVID and didn't know it or would could that have happened? Cuz I'm just thinking as contagious as it is and I've not been in um um seclusion or anything like that or is there chances I've been exposed to it and and maybe had a mild case or something?
1: it, it- it is possible. I have the same kind of scenario going on in my well, head. When you knocked something, too. I, I, I did when you were. All right. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, but I, I was tested a lot when the university was doing a lot of testing, and so I know, you know, for a period of time that my non-sickness was, in fact, indicative of no infection. Mm-hmm. But it's... You know, it's a it's a numbers game, Tommy, and so we m- both may have been infected and had asymptomatic infections because coronavirus does sometimes not lead to infection uh, symptoms in individuals that it infects. Um, but I, I suspect that you' you may have escaped it so far. I I know people who have uh, become infected. And, you know, they're still living in their family household and none of their other family members have gotten infected Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because they wore a mask inside the home. Or, but then I also know people who had a visitor come into their home and the entire host family got infected. <laughs> so,
0: I, I would find it hard it, to believe that I'd not been exposed to it uh, at, mm-hmm. at some point. It's just, you know, so prevalent. We'll talk yeah. about vaccines and everything else when we come back. Dr. Susan Hasig, our guest associate professor, Tulane School of Public Health and Tropical Medicine, a new. COVID variant that's out there that is making it a little bit easier for people to get sick, I guess would be the easiest way to explain it. And, again, all flights grounded. Uh, No departures happening until at least uh, 8 o'clock our time, and I'm sure the FAA will update that. We'll let you know as soon as we know anything. It's time for traffic now on WWL. 726, Tommy Tucker, WWL. Again, all domestic flights have been um, departures, domestic departures, Have been postponed until at least 8 o'clock Central Time. That's about 34 minutes from now, and we'll keep you updated. You know, Ozan has an update coming up with the news. So if you got a flag today out of uh, Louis Armstrong, I probably wouldn't leave yet. I'd stay tuned to WWL and and listen for any updates because. You don't want to be sitting at the airport, right? We're talking to Dr. Susan Hassig, associate professor, Tulane School of Public Health and Tropical Medicine, about the newest COVID strain that is an, uh, a mix of numbers and letters, a gumbo. It is. Um, let me get the name of it here. It's X dot one point five. It's what is the number that I'm thinking of, Dr. Hassig? They called it. I remember when all of this started, where it's a point at which it. Um, I guess reproduces or infects people. What do you call that? The what not R? It's
1: the re- the reproductive number R. Yes, R
0: not. Mm-hmm. The R not, and is that particularly high with this variant?
1: It is higher than the other variants we've seen, and that that is one of the the most likely ways that a, a variant pushes all the others out of the way by being able to reproduce itself and spread. More rapidly than anything else that's in the environment, because right now uh, XBB 1.5 is most frequently found. It's about seventy to eighty percent of the variants being identified in the northeastern part of the country. Down here where we are, it's still about. Let's see, last time I double I checked, which was yesterday, it was about twenty percent of the variants being identified here. We still have a lot of. Um, BQ1 and 1.1 down here, but it's XBB 1.5 is, is moving. So it, the first time we found this particular variant anywhere in the world was in you know, in New York City. So it's it's believed to be a homegrown variant so uh, from the U.S.
0: perspective. In the ninety seconds we have left, Dr. Hasig, where where do vaccines fit in all of this with this new? And if you keep calling those numbers, I'm going to say bingo in a second. Um, <laughs> where does the where do the vaccines fit in all of this? And and are are our vaccines good against this stuff or what?
1: The vaccines still provide just as they have since the very beginning. Um, tremendous protection against severe illness, hospitalization, and death. Um, The problem is the uh, antibody response from the vaccines may be, other than the bivalent booster, may be less effective at uh, preventing infection with these new variants as they come up, because that's part of what they also do is uh, the virus, that's going to circulate and survive is going to be one that is able to avoid through its mutations the antibodies that are present in the population, whether from prior infection or from vaccine.
0: Thank you, doctor. I appreciate your time. Good to talk to you again, Dr. Susan Hassig, associate professor in the Tulane School of Public Health and Tropical Medicine. When we come back, we're going to talk to the CEO of the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund about the risk that law enforcement officers face and how deadly 2022 was in terms of firearms line of duty death and how high that risk remains. So we'll talk about that and more right now. It's time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan